I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast, guys. Julio Gallarotti, joined by Ryan Lynch himself. Hey there. Nice shirt, Ryan. Looking good. Thank you. You too. Thanks. I don't know if... What shirt is that, by the way? This is the big G shirt. Hmm. Got some merch. Where could I get it? <laughs> Oopsthepodcast.com for all the fire merch. Uh, and if you haven't noticed, we've done a little bit of a late summer deluxe drop for some of our remaining styles. Uh, and they're as awesome as any of the stuff that we've already had. Everybody I know who's been wearing these shirts are like blown away at how sick they are to the point where I'm actually offended. I'm like, you didn't think that I could produce <laughs> quality merch, but this is the real deal. This stuff it is, I'm not even going to tell you our secret because I don't want it to get out there. So all of these shirts are very passable. And in my opinion, they're the coolest t-shirts that I personally have. I'm not even just saying that. So rocking the big GT, it fucks to say the least. And Ryan, I don't know if you noticed, I have a couple fat earrings in my ears right now. I know. I just noticed that. What's that all about? <laughs> so these are not real. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do is to just show up in the bedroom with these on. Hill Dog wow. really, truly hates them. <laughs> And uh, it always makes me laugh every time I rock them. I'm not sure how I feel about this look. I don't think it works for me. I Can think you turn, just turn your ears to the side for everyone to see. I think that perhaps the hoops work better. You know, since as many of you guys know, I spent years doing a rap character, uh, which the videos are actually kind of hard to find because the channel kind of got shadow banned because I was posting my own stuff on Reddit. And these people like caught me. <laughs> you can't do that. And they like said some very angry message. They said, we nuked your channel. You spamming F word. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And it's probably for the best. But mm -hmm. if you're able to and you want to find some little young big stuff, it is floating around there. But I got tons of props because of LYB. These earrings are great. They got little magnets on them. Dude, I also have these hoop. The hoop kind of looks good. Let's throw a hoop that. in there right now. We'll do. We'll talk about it. But anyway, what I want to do, bro, I'm getting the urge to get more tooth jewelry. Okay. I would like, you know, obviously this was an old bit, but I famously went and got a grill made, I think called Hill Dog, who was just beside herself with shock and, and disappointment. Uh, but I kind of want to get like a thing put over just the side teeth. Like what? Little, the, the, the ones... Not fang, not fangs. I don't, I don't want them to be fangy, but I want, I want to just have these just for sport. Why? Who, who I just think they're like sick, that? dude. A lot of the, you know, a lot of my favorite reggaeton artists are good at rocking that kind of shit. And I'm like, you know what, dude? It's time to spice it up. Mm. Colorado, main character, fall 2023, dude. Main character season. This is what we do. Sometimes we throw earrings in. Sometimes we don't. I like that. Have you ever gotten your ears pierced? No. And I actually don't intend to. And I'm not that desperate to try to find a new look, everybody. I hope you know that I'm like partially kidding about all this shit. Uh, but the grill is like a funny novelty item. I don't actually intend to wear it, but it is fun to watch Hillary's, Hillary's reaction. Like if Hillary didn't react, I just might not even do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> try to get a rise. What is it made of? The grill that you got. So the grill, bro, all right. The grill is the real deal. Like if you go to a costume shop and you try to buy a grill, like you're not going to get a grill that works. Like there's a thing that's supposed to like fit to your teeth, but you won't stay on your teeth. You have to get them custom molded. So you'll go and get a mold made. And dude, the mold place is hilarious. Like you go to the jewelry store and then they walk you down the street to the back of a barber shop. And then there's a guy with like a kiln in the back. What's that? It's like a thing where you make like clay shit. Okay. So he's like burning stone. So he's like a welder's mascot. So you go in there, he fits your teeth up. And then a week later you go back and they fitted it for you. So some sort of metal. It's not like this place is like kind of shitty. It's not like, it's not like a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? I'm not like spending actual money on it, but you'll notice I have the, so if you guys are looking to buy earring props, the best hoop earring props are the spring loaded ones, not the ones with the ball. The ball one, it looks too like bikery. These are like very, it looks like it's piercing your ear. This looks it like it's, looks piercing like it's ear, right? actually in there. It's an incredible prop, and it actually doesn't hurt. Uh, the magnets sometimes hurt your ear because it's just like a lot of pressure on your earlobe. But yeah, what a, what a fun thing, huh, Ryan? Very neat. You never know. Uh, so dude, last night I had a show. I had two drinks at the show. Okay. Two Mezcal Negronis. Mm. 
the Negroni is still my drink of choice. I've been enjoying the Mezcal Negroni. I would say that is my drink of choice at the moment. And dude, two drinks. I, I'm like hungover today. Mm. And not even, not like hungover, hungover. Like I'm able to do everything, but it just doing anything sucks. Just a little sadder. Not even, dude. Like I just, when I'm hungover, I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just sit down and do my stuff. And I got a lot to do today. You know, I'm doing this. Um, then I have a show right after. Then I have a meeting. I have to pack. I'm going, uh, I'm going on a trip. I'm performing with old Pete D. And then I have two weddings this weekend. The old back-to-back wedding shuffle. Um, capping off a big year of wedding travel. Now... My fall was actually looking crazy with weddings, but let's talk a little bit more about this phenomenon about drinking and bouncing back. Mm-hmm. How many nights a week are you drinking, Ryan? Once. Is that on Maybe purpose? Twice. I don't drink during the week. Just doesn't fit my lifestyle. And <laughs> on Fridays or Saturdays, I'll go off and I'll, I'll enjoy a beverage You'll have a and big not night. worry about the, the consequences of it. So how many beverages are we talking? Uh, like last Friday, for example, I went to a wine bar with a couple of buddies. We had three bottles of wine wow, and I got okay. three cocktails at a, at a nightclub afterwards. Wow. So, but that was it. That's all I drank the entire week. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot. We really no, but, but yeah, but, but one night. Okay. And then the next day, were you tired? Devastatingly. Were you sick at all? Yes. Did you throw up? Almost. No. In the not. morning or at night? Almost. I woke up with the, you know, the traditional, you know, you, go to, bed, you go to bed at two Wake up at six in a cold sweat. Mm. It's still dark outside. Mm-hmm. You can't fall back asleep. You're tossing and turning in a mm-hmm. pool of your own water and <laughs> pool of your own water. Then uh, I made myself <laughs> a smoothie. That didn't make it any better, and it got so bad that I was eating triskets on the couch. Oh my god! And Delicious uh, just making crackers. making crumbs. Damn, bro. Um, all over the place. And then I got better, but yeah, just one day. Were you completely fine Sunday? So how old are you again? 26? Seven. 27. It's going to start getting tougher. So yeah. So what was, so you had two drinks last night. I had two drinks. Did you eat? Uh, like, yeah, I had a small, I mean, I ate, I was eating all day. I mm-hmm. ate quinoa on multiple occasions throughout the day. But does two then, drinks typically get w- you in the position that you were in this morning? So I wasn't drunk at all. Mm. I was just had two drinks and for whatever reason slept like shit because of it. Woke up all tired. I, I can't fully figure out what it was. Uh, and you know, I had a kind of a big workout yesterday too. Maybe I don't, all the things that contributed to it, I don't fully understand, but it is crazy that two drinks the night before a busy day is potentially no longer in the cards for me. If I, cause to be honest, it feels good to just feel good, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. It's fun to get fucked up, but you know, it's even better than getting fucked up. Just feeling good all the time. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> you know? And so, so. If I were to have three bottles of wine followed by three cocktails, so it was two, you were with three buddies or two buddies? I was with two of my buddies. So okay, so you guys each drank a bottle of wine. And then let's say that's like two and a half generous pours is like a, is basically a bottle, right? Maybe. Three, no, that sounds right. Three, let's call it three glasses of wine, three cocktails. That's six drinks. I haven't had six, I've had six drinks in a night this year, maybe once or twice the whole year. At the beginning of the year, one of my goals was to avoid that for me. Do whatever you want. I was like, I don't need that many drinks because it the consequences are too high. I will it will take me a long time to bounce back from that. Any sort of good habits that I've that I've created, if I have six or seven drinks, the next day I'm gonna eat so much that all my good habits that I've created are destroyed. And now I need to work hard again to get them back. Mm-hmm. which is a shitty cycle. All right, this time, so my kind of goal this year in a way has been like, don't set yourself back, <laughs> you know? Don't set yourself back. I may not have gotten in like crazy shape this year, but I haven't gotten worse. And I've, you know, I've been progressing slowly in the right direction, but it's an interesting thing to sort of examine. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I was talking to a buddy about this, and I think this is an interesting thing. One of my things I'm trying to do right now, dude, is to de-stimulate my palate. What does that mean? So that means the, the less sort of like exciting food that you eat, the more you find boring food exciting. So if you're not eating really like salty shit or like 
really kind of like decadent sweets or any sort of like, you know, obviously drinking doesn't help in this situation, but you know me, bro, I like drinking. Like drinking is the thing that I'm going to attempt to give up last. And maybe that'll mean that I will just never get in shape. I'm fine with that. If that were to be the case. So just trying to get to a point where like really boring food feels really flavorful. So you're like psyched about fruit. You know what I mean? That's like a good space to be in. I'm just like sort of curious about that. And anytime where I'm in a space like that, dude, my brain really feels like it has a lot of space to function in this weird way. I feel very peace. I feel very peaceful and calm. And I went to a yoga class the other day and granted it was in, I was, I wasn't in the city. It adds when you're in like a nice yoga studio in nature doing some yoga, man, it's a really nice thing. And you know, I know people are like, oh, well, you know, in a simple yoga class, maybe you won't get a ton of exercise, but it's not about the exercise for me. It's about the peace of mind. And like that to me is amazing. And I remember walking out of that class, just feeling incredible, dude. I was like, this rules. You know what I mean? So maybe this is me sounding fucking old or whatever, but what is one sec with the food thing, talking mm -hmm. about your, your palate, mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't you want to, the way I hear what you're saying is, wouldn't it be better if you had boring food the majority of the time so that you can appreciate the taste of your food when you're having it as opposed to just as opposed to retraining your palate I get to it. I get enjoy the bad food okay so now look it's not like i'm eating dirt for mm -hmm. lunch you know what i mean there's like some but but it i mean in the way where it's like the spectrum of of rich and flavorful food so stuff that seems bland or boring suddenly turns into this incredible flavorful delicious food so like you're real. So like, whereas normally fruit wouldn't excite you, say mm -hmm. you get to a point where it feels like this incredible sweet treat This is the point. So like, okay. cause, because you know, something like pizza or like, you know, food that is, is quote bad for you, right? Your brain really will crave that food. So if it's like sweets or salty shit, fried shit, whatever, like, whatever other kind of junky leaning foods that come to mind. And for me, it's like, if I have pizza once, this is just for me personally, I then want to eat pizza every single day. Mm -hmm. If I don't eat pizza for a week, I forget about pizza and I'll see it. And I'll be like, Oh, that's pizza. I'm not like, Oh my God, pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> I need to eat it. Okay. I'll just have one piece. I'll have seven pieces. I don't know. Like it's not, I, I get past a point where like food that doesn't make me feel good seems appealing. Mm -hmm. because that kind of is where I have gotten to. And I've heard people talk about this as they get older, feeling like shit affects them more. And to me, food is one of those things. If I'm eating healthy, I truly feel amazing uh, in a way that makes my entire life feel good. And mm -hmm. especially, you know, if I'm in a, in a point in time in my life where I need to be focused and where I'm trying to get projects off the ground, I'm trying to make shit happen. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, a time where I really need to use my brain during the day. Uh, it feels to, it feels to be helpful. Mm. Do you keep snacks around the apartment? See, it's, yeah, but like it depends. Like sometimes that can get myself in trouble with that. You know, so I can over snack. But the thing that I was talking about before can apply to snacks too. Yeah. Because like you know, you sh if you go shopping and you buy a bunch of healthy food or whatever, you know, you'll you'll begin to get excited by things that are typically less exciting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Again, John Kwan episode, <laughs> it sort of like kickstarted this in my brain. She again is crazy. John Kwan episode of chef's table. They, those monks where she is at, at least they won't even eat onions or, or, uh, other kind of like whatever it is. I forget how, what the word she used to describe it, but she said it overstimulates your brain. Mm -hmm. It's too flavorful. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of, that's fucking kind of crazy. Damn, onions are important. No, I mean, dude, yeah, no garlic either. I, that's crazy. I would never do that, but I still, it, I just found it so interesting. I try to keep snacks out of the apartment because I'll just stand over the drawer and just pick it one chip at a time and just eat and eat and eat and yeah. then end up eating an entire bag of chips in an afternoon. That's why, though it's more expensive shopping at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, um, you know, you get good, healthy food there and the snack options that they have are so terrible they look terrible <laughs> i would never eat any of the snacks that it makes me not buy snacks there's sweets at trader joe's dude there, there's sweets, sweets at guy. both of them okay i don't know the the off-brand doritos don't excite me gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, and they're gotcha, also gotcha, twice gotcha. the price so gotcha. whenever we shop there we tend not to get the snacks and when we don't have the snacks tend to feel better feeling better 
health here. So you are in good shape. You're young, young or not. You're a guy who's fit. So like clearly eating. I wasn't trying to say that. I know you weren't, but I'm saying, I am saying that. Thanks. Eating garbage for, clearly doesn't affect you. Like Doritos, like I, Doritos are like off my radar. I think I'm too old for Doritos, dude. It's possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. If I, 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 I could eat them. I could. But funny I don't like thinking about what I would look like if I just started eating a bunch of Doritos. Mm. Like I have soda and Doritos are like not even on my radar and I still can't get in shape. <laughs> like, uh, and you know, the obvious thing again might be like Julia loves drinking. Okay, fine. I'm not like, like, as you know, I'm not drinking a ton, but it feels really special to drink and bond with friends and have conversations. Like it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite thing to do. I've drinks with my friends. Um, but yeah, Doritos don't, don't even register for me. And look, you're fucking lifting weights. You're working out like clearly. I, and I've heard too, like once you're in, when your body's in a good spot, you can sort of like take more liberties with your diet and maintain where you're at. I've heard, I don't know if that's accurate or not. So yeah, to me, there's like tons of good options at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, but that's funny to me to hear you be like, the Doritos hit different. I'm sure they do, dude. Mm. Um, but I forget what we were, ta- what were we talking about involving Doritos? Uh, Something about the drinking. Whole Do you have anything else to say about the days where you're not drinking and how you feel good? No, productivity? no, I think something like, that. well, it just, it's nice to have your, your tasks not feel daunting. It's nice to feel energized enough to like tackle things and to be innovative and creative and to give things the attention that they deserve. You know what I mean? It's a, a tough thing that we do and it requires focus and ingenuity and, you get too anxious and too stressed it can be hard to uh do things that help push your agenda forward yeah i found it's nice to know that you can have a day like that by not drinking it's yeah. nice to know that you're capable of taking on a task and not being anxious about it yeah and even though like my hangover goes away in a day who knows if that lingers on throughout the week that follows doesn't sound like it so you sound like you're doing pretty good i get pretty anxious yeah i get pretty anxious almost all the time so when i have a day like like on sunday i had a sober saturday and my sunday was fantastic doing ancillary tasks grocery shopping things like that it felt really good and productive as opposed to other days where you know maybe you're hungover or you're lingering after a bender and i don't know you just dangerous thoughts come to your mind yeah as you're doing those things totally um, dude, a hundred percent. And I, yeah, man, I don't know. I, it sounds like you have a good relationship with all the things that you're doing. I just know that like it, it was a striking, a striking difference today. Um, than a typical, cause I'm not typically doing that. I'm not typically really drinking much during the week, especially this summer or if I'm in the city and I'm like working. Cause I, I, I spend a lot of time sitting there and working and being like, there's a lot of shit to do. I got to post shit. I got to fucking do this and that. I got to think of how to push projects forward, send emails, do little things that I could easily not do. You know what I mean? And w- stuff like that is hard to do hungover. And I wasn't hungover per se, but I do feel a step slower today. And the stakes feel too high, dude. I am planning to potentially film a special this year. I'm not totally sure on the details. Um, and I don't want to jump the gun here, but it will potentially be in a place where I've performed before a place that I really loved and we'll have a pretty all-star team behind it hopefully. And it could be a really cool, helpful thing for my career if it does well, which I, I, I hope it will. I'm pretty confident in all the material. That's amazing. Main character, 2023 fall 23, bro. Let's fucking do it. Who gives a shit? That's fucking fuck them. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of y'all bro. But anyway, we're going to get out there and we're going to do it. So I want to look good, you know, and I get that, you know, there's something about looking a certain way that can be funny, but like there's something also special about looking good on camera and it would be nice to get there. I would say for most of the duration of this podcast, I probably haven't fully been there and maybe that's what makes the pod work. I don't even, who fuck knows? Like, no, I'm just a normal guy who can't get in shape. <laughs> like I don't, whatever it is, I'm going to be, hopefully you guys are cool with it. I accept you how you are. Hopefully you accept me how I am. <laughs> um, but Look, dude, I, I would love to see what might happen if I have just felt like I looked really fucking good up there. And I thought I looked pretty good on my Netflix, relatively speaking. I was speaking. just going to say, you looked great on the I Netflix. pretty solid. Special. I got a little, I got a face gym workout the day before. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of a hack. Maybe I look a little more angular than I might have normally. You know, a little frostier. 
Uh, but listen, bro, this is the year to stand out and make it happen big. Main um, character G year. Main character, all of you. Main character 2023. Every scenario, you should be asking yourself, what is best for me in this situation? Uh, and try to approach that with grace and humility, but don't, don't lose track of the mission and don't put yourself away. Don't put yourself in the cupboard, dude. It's you don't need sweet. to. There's no, you have no responsibility to build everyone else in your life up. Your responsibility is first and foremost to you, of course, to your loved ones, but by, by thriving, those who you love will thrive as well. I don't know if you can see the plant boy behind me, but he is growing in a way where I don't even know what the fuck we did, dude. I've Hillary keeps saying that she thinks it's because, uh, when the air conditioning's off, he, he maybe he's, he's doing better, but he's grown. He has four white things popping up right now, which he's never had before. I think last, last week I didn't see four. Yeah. There was maybe one coming up. He's not just going out. He's going up. Really Shout, yeah. Shout out to Jackie, who's the plant boy whisperer, but we've added a few more plants to the apartment and I enjoy talking to them and spending time with them. They're living things. Uh, and you know, we got to take care of our living things out there, man. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah, guys, I don't know if you're thinking about shifting your life lifestyle to one that's slightly more biodegradable, slightly better for the planet. I know as I've gotten older, I, I've started to kind of care more and more as time goes on, goes on and make little changes in my life. Uh, and Reboot Eco is a great marketplace to make some of these changes, man. And I know sometimes the knock on some of these, uh, you know, climate-friendly products is that they just don't work and that it's impractical. But I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. We have done a full overhaul in our apartment, and it has been wonderful. For even as simple as like laundry detergent sheets, uh, like little little things, like everything, we're doing it all. Home cleaning solution, even deodorant. And there's deodorant that actually works. Deodorant specifically was one where the all natural just didn't, didn't, didn't hack it. They got it now. They got bamboo toothbrushes that don't rot at the bottom. They have a uh, toothpaste that is all natural. I love the toothpaste. The toothpaste That's rocks. That's my favorite product right now. Yeah. I'm really rocking with the toothpaste and also beauty products, mm -hmm. uh, serums, face stuff, shampoos, conditioners, all the stuff that you could need in your household. Reboot Eco has got you covered. Go over there right now. Use promo code OOPS at checkout for 15% off of your online order. It's RebootEco.com, R-E-B-O-O-T-E-C-O.com. OOPS at checkout, 15% off of your order uh, on everything in the marketplace. Uh, we think you guys are going to love it. It's really good stuff. And I know also from the founder, Yasmin, that a lot of the people who have made first orders have become repeat customers because it is that awesome. It's worth at least checking it out. Um Right after I'm done reading this ad, I'm going to go into my kitchen and wash off some of my uh, of my dishes with the dishcloth that I got from there also. I'm going to brush my teeth in your bathroom. <laughs> awesome. Rebooteco.com, 15% off. Oops. I really feel connected to nature these days. I met with a friend. Her name is Alona. She's a big traveler. You can check out her Instagram. And she went to Afghanistan actually right after I did. And she had Muhammad Ajan as her... Uh, as her guide as well. And he's like, you know, you should meet her. She happens to be my neighbor, which is hilarious. She lives here half the year in Dubai, half the year. She's a professional traveler. She's you know visited. She's seen twice as much of the world as I have a uh, very fascinating person. And it was so cool to talk to her and hear what she had to say. And I wish I knew more people like that. It's just fun to hear about their story. She went to Antarctica, uh, this winter, which is their summer, which is the time you'd visit. And they took a ship, and she said on the way back, they encountered a storm and there was like 30 foot swells Jesus! and she didn't get seasick somehow. And she also said she Ball. never gets, we should have her on the pod. She'd be interesting. Uh, that itself, just not getting seasick on a 30 foot wave like bro, that. She's like, but you still Hero. feel, you still feel like someone's just been beating the shit out of you is basically what she said. Wow. I was like, damn. Um, so where I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. But I thought that that was super interesting. And she was saying also that if you go down there and you're willing to hang out in the southern part of Argentina for like a week or two, you can get on one of the Antarctica cruises for way less money. Like they'll normally be like, you know, somewhere between ten dollars and $20,000 a person to go. If you just are hanging around, they do like last second deals where you can get on the boat for like three or 4000 if that's something that you want to do. A couple other yeah. things I found out you can do via Alona. You can fly from South Africa and take a day trip to Antarctica. 13k round trip on the on the PJ which in the world of private jets not bad 
Uh, and you can also visit the South Pole, but the least expensive trip to the South Pole, 50K a person. What's there? What's in the South Pole that's just worth exploring? deeper into it. I don't know. It's probably just like the rawest nature on the planet type thing. Dumb question. Can you fly over through the South Pole? I don't even know, dude. I guess. I feel like that would be the best way. Like To get certain places? I would just say, no, not even to get to certain places, but to see it. Do if you need you just, to stand on the South Pole to experience it? Okay, what about this? If you flew... No, yes, it's a good question. I guess... No, I don't think you need to stand on it, but I think being in the general area... Sometimes I wonder, I like watch videos of that, like the drone shots, and I'm like, there's a chance that that particular drone shot actually looks better than this would look in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the color correction and the lighting and all the shit. But if you just flew south from South Africa and just kept going, where would you end up? That's hard for me to comprehend. I have no fucking idea. Is I that is I that a route? I can tell you without looking at a globe. Is that a route? I don't think so. How long would that even take? We need a little. We need to pull facts of Ryan back out of retirement here and and think about that. Um, well, let us know some of the things that are on your guys' bucket list. We'll put. I mean, we've been putting some facts up on the YouTube Great. videos, so we'll have that right here. Ryan is going camping, I believe, for the first time in his life. Yeah, tent and everything, like where, legit camping. Where so are you not staying at a camp campground in an RV and then pitching a tent? You're just going into the woods with a tent. Going into the woods with a tent. Who talked you into this? Um, Vic's cousin's boyfriend invited us okay. uh, to join them. You like this guy? Great guy. Great. I trust him. Okay. I've hung out with him. I've known him for months. I see a big... Wood. Not years. I've known no, him for okay. months. This could be the beginning of the That's plot. That's never my good. Demise. That's never good. I, did, I, I never said I vouched for that guy. <laughs> every, every failed operation, there's always some guy involved that no one knew who killed a cop or did something so... Three month old cousin John or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so aggressive about that. Cousin <laughs> William. Cousin William. What? Look at William. Cousin William is that his name? No, is his name the cousin? Yeah. No, her name is Raquel. Cousin Raquel. Yeah. Q. Yeah. Cousin Raquel is a big woodsman, woodswoman, woods yeah. person. So she invited. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. We might have to start. Vic's cousin, her name's Raquel. Her boyfriend God. invited us. And what's his name? William? His name's Clint. Clint. Which is a movie character name. Clint. It's not common. And Raquel. Yes. I like it. So and then Clint. Me and Victoria. Clint knows his way around the campgrounds. Yes. Okay. I'll tell you this, Ryan. You should brush up a little bit <laughs> on just basic camping skills. Like tying knots. So that you just don't get like alpha domed the entire camping trip, dude. I know. Because if he's like, hey, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and he's going to be doing every single thing and you're not going to know what you're doing. You better bring some fuel coffee. You better bring some things to offset your lack of ability. Some charged battery packs for the iPhone. Okay. That's helpful. That's pretty good. It's not woodsy, but it's good to have. That's good. I could play that role of being prepared on the technological sense. That's big. That's um, big. Bring a lantern, perhaps? I'm good. I'm probably going to have, I'm going to buy one of those. Headlamps? Uh, a headlight, a headlamp. <laughs> And uh, I'm probably going to have it on me 24-7. So did he recommend you buy it? No. I would be careful with that. You might show up looking like a biker, dude. Might be a turkey. This could be a turkey moment. Ryan shows up with his his helmet with the light on it. Bro, you're not working in the coal mine, dude. But it makes me feel safe. (laughs) I'm... I'm not too scared. What about the flashlight on your phone? On your perfectly charged phone? No. That doesn't really work, the flashlight on the phone. It's not bright enough. You've worn the ones that go on your head and click. Those it's, are strong. It's like the headband, the, the Velcro headband. Yeah, those are strong. Like that is security. Like I feel good wearing that as opposed to the, having the iPhone. When I have do you no intend idea about to wear bears. it? When do I intend to wear it? Um, when we're outside at night. So when you're sitting around the fire, you're going to be wearing <laughs> No, when the fire's on, I'll have it off. But I don't know if we're like venturing. I don't know what we're going to do. I know there's a waterfall that we're going to do during the day. Bro, you're not going to be walking around the woods at night, bro. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Did you hear that? Click, click. All of a sudden, I see Ryan's. Are you sleeping with that on? Clint's like, oh, man. Hey, if, I, if I'm here next week to record, that means that whatever I did worked. And uh, nice, if it means dude. we're in the headset, that's fine. That's great, man. So where are you guys going? The Catskills. Great. Beautiful. Have you been there? Yeah. 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 Beautiful up there. Yeah. I think I've been to a wedding or two up there. One of the many weddings. Um, and it's really, it's really pretty. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. Good for you. That's great. I've gone camping in the woods twice. Once with Lee Mathry 
and his dad, Craig, who was quite the woodsman, mm-hmm. he took us just straight out into the forest. We pinched a tent and uh, we slept out there. I think either my dad or Craig were snoring a lot and it just got really cold. It just, I, I really didn't enjoy it. Uh, it was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. The second time I camped was in Iraq, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember you briefly talking about this. Yeah. Uh, this so, wild. yeah. Honestly. So, dude, okay. So, we camped in Iraq, and you can see this in, in the end of my video, Places You Can Go Iraq, which is on YouTube. Uh, you see some of the footage from here. We were with Marsh Bay. It was really beautiful. We went to the uh, Chibayash Marshes, which is considered where the birthplace of civilization uh, took place. So, you know, one of the most ancient places on the planet type thing. So... Uh, I hadn't camped. I was still a little jet lagged. And mm-hmm. like the second day I didn't check the itinerary cause I didn't want to ruin the surprise. And I'm like, Oh, I guess we're camping. So there's two options. You could stay in the marsh house of the, of marsh Bay and his dad, who's this like famous sort of like marsh guide guy. He's in a lot of Iraq videos. We had his son who, yeah, we call marsh Bay cause he's very good looking. Um, so you could sleep in that marsh house or you could sleep in a tent in the middle of the marshes. And I was like, oh, we'll obviously stay in the marsh house. So Sajad, who the guy who was our guide that day, was like, we're going we're gonna to camp in a tent. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. He goes, dude, I understand where you're coming from with that, but I just want you, I want to show you a picture of the bugs that are in the marsh house. And he showed it to me, and I was like, I'm not sleeping in the marsh house. We can throw that picture of that in the YouTube mm-hmm. video. How this, big? If just describe them, bro. This thing looks like fucking Starship Troopers. Like, remember Starship Troopers? Remember mm-hmm. those those bugs? Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Mm. And dude, this thing is like, like this big, bro. About. I don't know what the hell these things are, bro. But they are not cute. Scroll, scroll left and right, brother. This is things massive. Make sure you see the backpack one. It's like the. Do you size see the backpack of, one? Yeah. The backpack strap. It's the size of the backpack strap. It's the size of a hamster. The thing is gigantic, dude. It's a yeah. It's a it's a ew. guinea pig. I don't like bugs. I don't know how they have shells and then yeah. Something ew. about like wet environments, man. That's why the jungle is a little bit of a tough sell for me sometimes. There's just so many critters, bro. So anyway, I was like, fuck that. We're camping. So I had like a fresh cavity at the time that was like sort of settling. So like my teeth were a little bit sensitive. And I remember we left some of our shit in the marsh house and then we took off on this boat and we're now going to go camping in the middle of the marshes. So we're in there and I have food stuck in my teeth and I don't have a flosser or floss and there's no way to get it. And it's stuck in a way where I'm in pain. Okay. I have serious tooth pain and I'm sitting there trying to sleep and it hurts so much that it must have had some sort of like, inf- I know this is kind of gross, but like some sort of like infection afterward. I was able to get to the flossers the next day, but then it affected the amount of food that I could eat for the rest of the week. Really? For like two, at least two or three days. And I like ended up losing a couple pounds because of it. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. It was a crazy <laughs> camping experience. I was also, we, dude, yeah. I felt bad too. We had one tent. It was me and Zach. We, the other guy didn't fit in the tent. Yeah. So our guide slept outside of the tent, which I felt bad about, but I'm like, all right, bro, it's my second night in Iraq. You were able to find dry land? Yeah. I guess like there's a, there's a spot that they do it in, theory, I guess. And Marsh Bay just slept in the canoe. Hmm. He's a fucking legend. Um, or whatever it was. I think it was like a long canoe, marsh boat, whatever. And there's all these like, there's all these uh, like water buffaloes and shit. It's super cool, man. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a, an adventure. And while it was cool... Camping still tough sell for me unless it's like glamping. I think yeah. I could handle but even though I'm an adventurer I prefer sleeping in a hotel at the end of the night if possible. I yeah. don't want to sleep in the middle of the forest Glamping looks sick. Glamping Those looks little cool. wooden boxes. It does look cool. It looks fantastic I'm not excited about camping. I'm excited to camp because I'll be able to tell people that I went camping mm-hmm. and that makes me seem very grisly Yeah, <laughs> but I'm very nervous about it and like do I bring is it weird to bring like a knife? No Okay, I, I don't. What I don't kind know. Of knife? You have a knife. You have like a Swiss Army knife or something. No, but like I'm also not gonna bring a kitchen knife. But should I get like a little hunting knife? A little something? Maybe. Like I don't know what's out there. It might be good to just casually have it. You you're gonna need it more for like utility. Yeah. Around the campsite, cutting rope or whatever. If you I don't know. I could cut rope. I'll do that. So Clint's a big camper. I don't know if he's a big camper, but it's not his first rodeo. Like he's done this before. He is going to be our guy. Is he older than you? Uh, by a year. Just a year. Okay. Shout out to Clint. Take care of Ryan. Uh, when this you. dude, when the pod really pops off and we're making a bunch of money, you're going everywhere, dude. 
We're taking you <laughs> everywhere, and it's going to be great. That'll it's going to be really funny and fun to watch you be broaden scared. your horizons. And they're not going to scare you, but you know, we'll get you out there. Wait, real quick. You ever see that? There's, there's, I forget his name, but there is a uh, the haunted house guy that sets up personalized hauntings for people. They come to his manor. Oh, in Tennessee? Yeah. Dark Tourist is a show on Netflix. Maybe the best travel show ever made. It's up there. Like, Bourdain is obviously up there. The Ewan McGregor motorcycle documentaries series are all up there, too. The Long Way Up, Long Way Down, Long Way Around. Mm -hmm. But Dark Tourist, this New Zealand, this guy from New Zealand, he goes down there. So this guy makes the craziest horror like experience that you could ever imagine you sign a waiver basically that holds them not liable if you end up dying Mm -hmm. and no one has ever made it through you tap out eventually and it's like super scary and fucked up um but i have heard about that dude and it's gnarly as shit i wouldn't do that mccanny manor that's what it's called that does not sound fun to me at all i did i did see a video that a navy seal went undercover acted very naive and like oh i want to try this out this looks silly and he went through the whole thing and then the uh, the guy that runs the event found out during the uh, the waterboarding phase, and he <laughs> ended it early, knowing that he was gonna win because this guy was a seal, and uh, he ended up not winning it because you're you're supposed to win a lot of money if you make it through, really, or at least your money back. Interesting. So why did he? But you're allowed to the 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 guys allowed to end it. So that that's now what's that's in question, the controversy. So he got exposed for. Because you didn't want to lose. So he would say, though, probably, and I don't know for sure, but he would probably say that that guy manipulated the system because theoretically he's supposed to know everything about you yep. and make it harder for you. Yep. And he didn't make it hard enough based on the fact that he didn't know that that guy was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Waterboarding is supposed to be one of the worst things that you can go through. Um, you feel like you're drowning and a couple other things at the same time or something. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty pretty tough. If you if you <laughs> want to waterboard yourself, put a washcloth over your face and stand underneath the shower. Turn the <laughs> lights off. <laughs> well, or have make sure you have your headlamp handy. Yeah, you're Ryan. Oh, by the way, the, the other day I think you brought up. Uh, I think on last week's episode you brought up irrational fears, but then we didn't get into a couple. Like, do you have any examples of, of irrational things? fears? Yeah, we we talked about the premise of it, and then we kind of went into a different conversation, but. Yeah, I mean, is there any that stick out to you that yeah, you have? Yeah, turbulence is one that I kind of have to coach myself mm-hmm. out of. I'm like, dude, you can't die from this. Yeah, like stopping a bitch, fasten your seatbelt, it's gonna be fine. But then I'm like, all right, but if shit started like, if the if the like gas masks came down, or if the cart hit the ceiling, or if somebody who didn't have their seatbelt hit the ceiling, like that sucks, dude. I don't want to be part of that. You know what I mean? So it's not that irrational of a fear to me. Like turbulence progressing and becoming really violent sucks dude mm-hmm. you know so like even though the fear isn't necessarily death it's still a fear so i don't even know that i consider that an irrational fear um that's a ra- i think that's a rational fear a rational fear yeah yeah a. and i also think the roller coasters to a degree are a rational fear they beat the shit out of you and push your body to the limit dude like 100 percent. you know i now listen I, I i'm willing to face my fears like i got asked to go on a courtesy flight when i was down in mississippi doing my road trip during COVID and I, I didn't see the DM in time. Uh, I'm sure that that guy would have had fun fucking pushing my G force limit, but mm-hmm. I would still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of irrational fears that I have. And again, I think they all boil down to things that are irrational, like being worried about people that I love things happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not particularly superstitious though. I don't like to tempt fate. I don't do things that are conventionally considered bad luck. I wouldn't want to break a mirror or when a black cat starts crossing my path, depending on what I'm doing, I'm kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. let's avoid that. So maybe I am fully superstitious. <laughs> I think being superstitious like... is fine. I don't think that's, Do you have any? that's irrational. So I'm very superstitious. If I like have a bad day and if I'm like routinely going the same route somewhere and then I had a bad day that way, I'll walk to that route a sep- or I'll change the route. Just wipe that. One of my irrational fears is um, wait why 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 swipe that did that make sense what yeah. i'm saying you go a different route if you have that which is very superstitious yeah so if i'm on my way to if i go to an event and it doesn't go well and i go there routinely the next time i go i will maybe walk an extra block to the left or to the right to go there to try to shake things up a little bit 
Mm. So like playing baseball, very superstitious. Like when I'm watching baseball, I like hold my hands in a certain way. Every year I have a new way of holding my hands in between each pitch. <laughs> so that's, I'm a superstitious person. But one of my irrational fears is when you're showering, I get really nervous uh, when I'm home alone. When I'm showering, if somebody's just going to come in you too many horror movies. And, and stab me. <laughs> the scariest part is when you're washing your face because you're very vulnerable. Is that from Psycho? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but agreed, man. You're washing your face and I wash my face as fast as I can. And I always grab the towel immediately and I rip the curtain open, even at the age of 27. Like, And I know no one's in the apartment. Interesting. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm just so scared and I want to be prepared. Pop out scares. No, for sure. Like if I watch a bunch of scary shit, like I'm likely to be sensitive to that stuff for a bit. Or even like washing your face and then looking in the mirror. Uh -huh. Right after, like, there might be somebody behind you. Whatever. It's Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Unfair. And dude, like... You know, I believe in karma and shit, but then I'm like, then I'll see like the shittiest people that I know, like doing amazing. I'm like, karma's bullshit, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, I shouldn't say that. I need, you know, I'm still aware. Like I, that just scared me saying that. So there we go. Knock on wood. I knock on wood regularly as well. Um, but bro, like speaking of which, it's funny. I performed for, uh, I performed at a members only club last night. What is that? And uh, like a members only club, a place where you need to be a member to go. So like Soho House is an example of a member of the club. So this is a comparable one. I don't want to give any free promo here. So and I also I'm gonna say some rude shit. So I don't wanna I don't wanna make any enemies. But anyway, I went to this place. It's sort of an older leaning crowd. It's fancy. And I performed. Now, I made the mistake of hanging around to the end of the show. There's something about rich people where it's like they think that they can just talk to you which is very, uh, it's a very interesting and entitled thing. Now, I understand how that person got there. They're probably run a successful business and they're used to telling people what to do. They're used to people listening to them and laughing at their shit because they have to and they kind of get conditioned into believing that people give a fuck about what they think. So now, granted, I'm not just assuming that all these people are rich, but you know, there's some people, there, it, there was like a, it was a little bit of a Euro baggy vibe. Like, uh, these people go to the South of France and think yachts are cool and think watches are cool. And they seem, they seem like a kind of a self-absorbed, uh, tax evading bunch. The type of people who tell you how much they hate Obama, even though they're still rich, bro, you were rich still. You really just hate him because of taxes. You're rich. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't mean to start a whole thing there. I don't no, care. The pictures, the pictures paint. I don't care about what your politics are, but it, it can bother me when I see, when sometimes when I hear these when I see people like that, I'm like, bro, you're rich, man. Like you're clearly just a greedy fucking rich guy. And it's like that kind of guy who like gets arrested for some sort of financial crime. Mm -hmm. It's just like greed. It's like gives capitalism a bad name. I love America. I, I like capitalism. I'm all about the hustle and bustle and trying to make it and being a winner. But like that to me is a little bit of an ugly face of it. These kind of, these kind of people sometimes. So it's sort of the slick hair back fucking Euro bag crowd. You might see them at a place like San Ambrose or one of these international places. Uh, so anyway, so after the show's over, this old woman walks up to our table of the, the comics table. She just sits down and starts talking at us. English, not her first language, not her fault, but it was taking her a while to make her point, which made it even more excruciating. Started giving us feedback about our sets, telling us about comedy when she clearly doesn't know shit about it, and having absolutely no humility when approaching the conversation. I think that you should respect your elders, and by being an old woman, maybe she has more of a right to come sit and talk to us and talk with us, but to just come up and start telling us about shit. She's like, I'm from Venezuela originally. One of the other comics is like, oh, are there comedians in Venezuela? She goes, yeah, the best comedians in the whole world. We're like, mm. oh, that that's cool. Um, funny, we've never heard of any of them, but okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> then like her husband comes down and starts making comments. They start just like giving feedback. She made some rude comment to me about my sad. And I was just like, lady, I wish I could fucking blast you in the face right now, dude. <laughs> I would like to pummel you in your fucking face. I don't care that you're an old woman. Uh, but anyway, I just sort of like shook my head and looked down at my phone, which I was a little proud of myself for. I might have just been like, ah, she's an old lady, but we're not doing that anymore, guys. Main character main G. Character. Now, not worth your time. Not main character G necessarily, but let's lean in the direction of doing what's best for ourselves and respecting ourselves. Fuck that lady, bro. She's a dumb old bag. Anyway, four or five more people came out and most of them were mm. cool. Good, good show, whatever. But it's this energy as if 
I'm supposed to give a shit what you think, bro. I don't give a fuck about what you think. Now, if it's my show, if I have sold tickets to my show and you are a supporter of mine, you listen to my pod, you're, we, we go back and forth, of course I care what you think. You are my, I have a career because of you. So that's different. But if I'm just doing some random ass show for random ass people, I'm grateful to be doing it, make a couple bucks, whatever. And you come up and start telling me about me and telling me about comedy and telling me about shit. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. I have no time for you. So I wish I didn't stick around for the end of the show. Mm. But dude, yeah, it's something about just entitled people. And I hope that all the things that I had to say came off in the proper way. I know some extremely successful people who are wonderful people. It is not, I'm not making a, a blanket judgment, but I do find that in the sort of international fancy watch, fancy shit, fancy everything, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a group of people, I don't know. They just seem like suckers to me, dude. Oh, you can't, I'm going to figure out a way to make you feel stretched thin, even though you're rich. We're going to introduce a whole new set of goods that you can't afford. Just punching down. Keeping up with the Jones is fucking bullshit, dude. Oh, like fancy this, fancy that. You're a sucker. You're a fucking sucker. Damn, dude. Struck a chord. You're a fucking sucker, dude. I hate to say it, but it is true. Um, okay, let's shift gears here. I have a good thing to talk about. I would like to be a woman for a day. And I'll tell you what I would like to be a woman for a day and maybe for a period of time. And I'll tell you the two things that I would like to do both from an experiential point of view and just from a general gathering of knowledge and understanding point of view. I'd like to be a woman for a day so that I can be proposed to and experience blacking out when I've been proposed to. Are there any women out there who remember being proposed to? I've heard that the second that guy gets down on his knee and, and takes that frosty diamond out of its shell and says, will you be mine forever? You immediately forget everything that happens for the next whatever amount of minutes. And I would like to experience that. It feels like a special, nice thing. Um, I do not relate to it at all. I understand that the proposal process is special. And if that day comes for me, I can't wait for it. It's going to be the most special day one of the most special days of my entire life, but I still don't understand the blacking out mm -hmm. and I'd like to understand it. That's a good one. Have What's, you thought about this at all? I haven't thought about being a woman before. What's the second one you have? I'd like to be pregnant and then I'd like to give birth. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've always maintained that it's an unfair disadvantage that men don't get to give birth. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of upsides to it. I get it. And I know this is easy for me to say, don't get upset at me. I've talked about this in the, in the past, but I think it would be so dope to have a fucking human inside of you, bro. And it grows and you feel it growing and then you pop it out. And now you have, you have this connection with this thing that grew inside you that has to be special. That has to be more of a connection than I will ever be able to feel with my offspring. Mm -hmm. And I wish I got to, I wish I got to go. I wish I got to experience that. I'm trying to think of any other things that women exclusively get to experience. Those are two really good ones. Those are good ones. I get that giving birth is also hell. I get that it puts your body through a lot. I get that it's dangerous. I understand all that. I'm not taking that for granted. And I know that, you know, a lot of women always are saying, you're so lucky you don't have to give birth. You're so, and I, I'm sure that that's true. However, I wish that I got to do it. The maternal instinct. like <laughs> I have strong maternal birth. instincts, but yeah. apparently. Um, I think... Most of the stuff is ne is negative. I know they say PMSing is the thing that women yeah. and they they have all those simulations where guys are like pussies and can't handle it with the pulsing. Yeah, the tummy which pulsing. like I, I obviously don't want to ever go through that. I think the other one. And I'm not trying to be silly here, but I would love to experience the female orgasm. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I would love to. <laughs> go on. Go on. No, that's it. I just I I know it's intense. Like I want to know what that's all about. That would be a fun thing to experience. Harder to achieve? Sure, yeah. Take my time. Like, whatever yeah. whatever it takes. Whatever tool. You're getting nervous. Ryan is now playing with the <laughs> with the mic stand because he's getting nervous. I now. don't know. That That's that's something. Like, you can have multiple orgasms in a session. That sounds pretty sweet. I'd love to be able to do that. You'd like to get, so you'd like to get banged. If you could be a woman. If I was a that. woman, I'd probably want to get banged, yeah. Nice, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I will look you in, I'll look in the camera and say, absolutely, I'd love to get banged. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you hear Dude, people. Man, those the feet, the feet, fucking. Yeah, the feet. The feet people are coming out of their hole right now, and they're excited about this news. My guy messaged me. He was not too happy about the podcast. Really? Not too happy. Really? Yeah. What? We're done. But what? Yeah, we're done, bro. You got to tell us about it. He was mad. You didn't. You didn't tell on him. You didn't say who he was. No, I kept his anonymity, and uh, I think he just was a little taken aback. And I just think we're done. So <laughs> that's it. But push that aside. No, 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 no. What else more do you want to hear from that? I want to hear how this came up. He hit you up. He's you're done with him now, so you can tell us, right? Yeah. So he hit me up and he said, "Hey, I heard the episode. Didn't know I was going to be getting a shout out." And I said, yeah, just, you know, hope, yeah. hope you're okay with that. You know, kept your anom- anonymity. And, um, yeah, it was a fun topic to discuss. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just a little weird that you brought that up. Thanks. And then um, I was like, hope we can keep doing business. And, you said that? Yeah, and he read it. And nothing? Nothing. He always responded. Wow. So. Well, you know what, dude? Fuck that guy. Sorry, dude. No, no I, I won't even say. No, not listen, even fuck that sorry, guy. Sorry, dude. Not fuck you. My bad. But listen, man, there's a chance that there was never, it was never discussed um, that you weren't supposed to say anything. Yeah. And you didn't air him out. You were respectful of that. So, dude, I'm sorry if Ryan came off as insensitive by being like, whatever, dude, I'm fucking making cash off this guy. My whole family loves it. I still don't know who you are. So, I don't, feel, um, I, don't I don't have any regrets about any, how anything played out. Everything played out exactly how it was supposed to. I was going to talk about it. I was going to talk about it. How would I not talk about that? It's pretty hard not to talk about it. I wanted to talk talk about about it it for weeks. And then I finally talked about it. So I'm sorry, but it was a good run. Um, (laughs) But now now can we get back? Yes. Wouldn't you like to experience the female orgasm? That hasn't crossed your mind when you're thinking about giving birth and being proposed to as maybe a number three? Maybe. It, It feels like, I don't know, dude. It feels like, I don't know what it feels like, but no, I'm not... I don't know. Like, like, I get that the female orgasm is supposed to be more complicated and more intense. Whatever, all that stuff, I understand. Sure, maybe, maybe that's on my list of other things that I might try to do during that time. Because listen, if I'm getting proposed to, I'm probably getting getting lucky that day too. And past the blackout period, I'll be now fully with it, and I'll probably have some of actually the most romantic, it's probably the best, passionate wonderful sex that I've ever had. It would also be interesting to experience the way that like women see the world, just the way that the, the things that they're attracted to. Sometimes I almost feel like, um, women like live in this parallel universe where like we pot, we couldn't possibly understand certain things. Like Hillary will kind of always talk about how looks are like not necessarily that important to her when with attraction to, to a guy. Um, and I just don't know that I relate to that at all. Mm-hmm. And I would suspect that most guys don't either. Like at a baseline, I think that I'm initially physically attracted to somebody. And this is probably just our nature. You know what I mean? As like not to start sounding too fucking, you know. Andrew Tate. Yeah. We're not. We're, yeah. We're not. Yeah. We are water. nowhere near that. Water. I only drink sparkling water. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know. The, maybe that's the thing. I, who the fuck knows, dude? But I, I don't. And while I do agree that like the personality is extremely important with with somebody, if I'm dating somebody, I can't be with somebody who I don't like or who I don't vibe with or who I think's annoying. And like that's kind of what the ick is all about. Yeah, is like you think you're like icked out by somebody, even if they're hot, it doesn't matter. Whatever. So I, it would be curious to just like be able to understand women more. I think that women and men are just a great team, dude. We have different, <laughs> we have different strengths, you know what I mean? And, um, women are so smart in, in so many ways that, that men aren't always, I feel just like typically speaking. Uh, and you know, I imagine men have some strengths as well that women maybe don't have. I, I, I don't need to pinpoint what any of these are, but I, I feel as if, uh, when I have Hillary in my corner, I feel confident and strong and she's really bright. And I, I, I go to her for guidance um, and, and I always feel pretty confident about the way that she leads me. You know, I feel like she really cares about me and I think she's really clever. Well, anyway, shout out to all the ladies out there. Mm. Love to walk a mile in your shoes. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, it's a big time of year. This is a good time of the year for tennis, man. This U S open, maybe it's just a New York thing, but tennis seems to be much more on people's radars. It's always funny to watch sports center, like try to cover tennis they just they just don't do it much so it's always they'll have like some random statistic that doesn't matter on the screen it'll be like 
TFO has beaten the last 10 lefties he's played. Like, I've never seen that some of these statistics is that random and likely not impressive yeah it, yeah well, it doesn't me, need to be impressive I, yeah there's no reason to, to share that statistic in my opinion and there's stuff that's even less impressive like sometimes you'll see them be like oh like he had 10 double faults and the other guy had zero double faults but the guy with 10 double faults is going for bigger second serves and has a bigger first serve like it makes sense for him to be double faulting him double faulting isn't what lost him the match but they don't know enough about tennis. So they're like, oh, double faults. Anyway, back to covering every single baseball game in depth. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I like Sports Center, but uh, seeing the coverage of tennis makes me laugh. Anyway, we went to the US Open. We got to see Chris Eubanks play, who's had this amazing story. It's really an inspiring story. This guy's 27 years old. He played college tennis, Georgia Tech, great player there. It can be hard to transition into being a col- from being a college player into being a pro, mostly because. If you're a young, promising talent, you're 17, you're 18, you get a lot of opportunities. Now, there's a lot of parity in tennis. So the difference between the guy who's 100 in the world and 300 in the world is tiny. So if you have any advantage, it's it's helpful to take it. So if you're a promising 17-year-old, maybe you get a wild card in the U.S. Open. Maybe you get some sort of endorsement deal. People are talking about you, right? So just from that, you're sort of way ahead. If you decide, I'm going to go to college, you go to college, you get out when you're like 22, 23, you have to excel to such a degree in order for to be on people's radar. So there's guys who are like, who played college tennis, who get to like 20 in the world or whatever. And like people don't notice them the same way. Now that might also apply to somebody who, has been around for a while and didn't start getting good to they were 24 or 25. They don't get as much airtime as some of the other guys. A really good example that I have is for the young Americans, these guys, Francis Tiafo, Taylor Fritz, they've been sort of on the radar for a long time. They were 17, 18, playing really well, doing stuff, whatever. So people are always talking about them. There's this guy, Tommy Paul, who was a little far, further under the radar. In the past year or two, he started playing amazing tennis. He's now top 20, but still he doesn't get the same airtime that these other two guys get. I don't think it's fair. So all this is to say, Christopher Eubanks, amazing story. This guy had been, you know, out of the top 100 his entire career. It was unclear that he was even going to break the top 100 as just a spectator. You're like, all right, who knows how this guy will do. He seems like he sort of has a promising game, obviously, but, you know, it just wasn't happening and therefore no one was thinking about it or talking about it. This year, at one point, he was literally commentating. He was a commentator of tennis. I forget specifically when, but out of nowhere, he sort of starts having a couple runs. He gets really deep in Miami. And that was such a wonderful moment. He was going to break the top 100. Wow. How exciting, right? What a cool thing. And he was so happy about it. He has a great personality, obviously. Um, Just seems like a great dude. And that was like the story of the year, right? Out of nowhere, he plays a warm-up tournament for Wimbledon, wins it. It's a 250 level tournament. Like you could argue that getting to the semifinals of Miami, which is a bigger tournament, is maybe a bigger milestone. But still, people are like, oh my God, this guy won a tour level event. That's crazy. Then he gets to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. So now he's top 30 in the world, bro. And to see, I, I would love to hear, I want to have him on the pod. The thing that's cool about it is uh, my manager has worked with him a bunch in the past. So like, I'm not far removed from maybe be able to pull it off, but I'd love to, I wanted to have him on anyway, to be honest. I'm not just trying to get him on because now he's top 30, mm-hmm. but I'm so fascinated by the story. And I'd love to hear about how he keeps his cool. He played a match yesterday. He's the 28th seed in the U S open. He's playing a guy who's very good. Uh, who's like, you know, 50, 60 in the world on paper. He's supposed to beat this guy. That's a new kind of pressure that he's never experienced before, probably. And I went to the match and I watched him and he he beat him, beat him in four sets like a pro. It was a gritty, amazing performance. And it was just so inspiring and amazing. So uh, check him out. Hopefully he, by the time this comes out, he's still in the tournament. And if not, I'm sure he uh, he did well, and dazzled him, you know, coming into it. Um, he will have had to gone very, very deep <laughs> if, wow. if uh, you know, he's still in it when we talk. But hopefully that's the case. And... We went to watch his first round match and it was so cool. And it's one of the sports stories of the year. Uh, and it's amazing. You know, I, I just wonder, man, if I were him, would I have been tough enough to stick it out? Would I have been listening to the noise too much? Would I have been like, well, nobody thinks I'm going to make it. There's no indication that I'm going to make it. Why would I ever make it? How do you trust the process in that situation? You know, how do you mm-hmm. believe still when everything else is showing people, well, there's nothing that suggests that you're going to be able to do it, but you still believe it's so inspiring to me. In tennis, your body, your career is 
not as long as most other sports. He's 27. Right? It's you're, different now. Before 30, 31, you're washed up. Now with all the science and the recovery and okay. all the stuff we know, people are playing mid-30s, late-30s. So 27, you're sort of you're in your adolescence, uh-huh. but you're still a veteran. I mean, this guy's been on tour. I don't know if he played four years at Georgia Tech. I forget, but he's been on tour at least five years. So he's been out here and it hadn't happened, right? The beginning of this year, 26 years old, he had never been in the top 100. The idea that at that age, you're going to make it to the top 30 when you've never broken the top 100 yet, like it just seems like a thing that's 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 not difficult, or sorry, that's not achievable. I'm sure it's happened plenty of times, but still, like the odds are stacked against you heavily and nobody's doing you any favors. He's not getting wild cards into tournaments, which means they just put you in because you're this young upcoming star or whatever. You're playing qualifying. You're not making a lot of money. You're traveling long distances to lose and barely make any money and you're like, breaking even i think he made a little money here and there but now he's making a fuck ton of money that's sweet how cool is that dude what was the timeline from when he was recently commentating this year today this 2023 he was he was commentating for the tennis channel and now he's on the court and he even said at one point commentating sort of helped him a little bit i think they're leaning into that story a little bit more because it's like interesting but they're acting like he said he saw some things from commentating that like helped him helped him get better or something which I'm, I'm sure i believe it to a degree it reminds me of like when i used to teach tennis i would actually improve some of my own technique by doing it and i, I would be a better player so probably something there but anyway that's like the inspiring story of of the uh u.s open or of the tennis year for me and in general uh and i you know i, I like being inspired dude mm-hmm. you know what i mean this is a grind what we're doing and uh sometimes it, it can be hard to believe in yourself man but you just what's the reason not to it's so it doesn't make sense not to it doesn't make sense not to believe in yourself because another tennis thing, Djokovic said, he's like, you know, the past happened already. The future is going to happen anyway. What can you do right now to, to, to make it so that you're going to live the life you want? I think it's pretty solid. Uh, so anyway, that's it. Oops, the podcast, send us your emails. Uh, you guys have been sending some really great stuff lately and it's been fun to read. Um, I'm at Julio on Instagram. Follow Ryan at Ryan is really polite. You can find uh, my tickets on notjulio.com. I'm going to be in uh, Detroit last weekend of last weekend of September at the House of Comedy. Uh, hereafter at the Crocodile, October 14th in Seattle, and then the 10th and the 11th in St. Pete, Florida. Uh, Coastal Creative, notjulio.com for tickets. Ryan, anything you want to plug? Nope, having fun on the pod. Awesome, bro. Take care, Good guys. having you in the mix. Good talking, guys. Bye, bye.